0: Welcome to the Live Treasure Podcast brought to you by Treasured Ministries, where every week we coach you with steps of faith you can take today to change your tomorrow. And now on to today's show. Hey there, you beautiful women, and Merry Christmas to you. I pray that you had a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving holiday. I had a great time. My uh, boys came into town. I'm an empty nester now, um, so that's always a big deal, and um, it was just really special. We reflected on our favorite Thanksgiving memories that we've had in the past, and um, my oldest son, Josh, he's He's in, he's adulting now. So he's in the real world. He wasn't, you know, there with us, uh, but for, you know, about 36, 48 hours. But I'm telling you, every moment was so, uh, so sweet and and precious. And um, so Thanksgiving was great. But then right after Thanksgiving, uh, I ended up getting sick. And you can probably hear that in, in my voice. And I have to tell you, it wasn't COVID. It wasn't the flu. But, and I don't know what that little bug was that bit me, but it was a mean old nasty bug. And I'm telling you, you can probably tell I'm still like stopped up from that. And so um, when I went into the doctor, they were telling me that um, there are some really nasty little bugs going around. So I want to first just start off by encouraging you all to hydrate this holiday Hydrate this holiday. You know, um, in the holiday season, we just tend to drop all the healthy habits. And um, but I'm telling you, this is this is a season we really don't want to do that. And one thing that we can all do, no matter what shape you're in, no matter what age you are, what you've got going on, is you can hydrate. And if you love coffee like I do, that's something that you've got to remind yourself of. So, I don't know if that's speaking to you today, but that is what God gave me to to lead off with. Also, I have an announcement to make. We are kicking off our Give 10, Tell 10 challenge. Um, And I want to invite you to be a part of this, to join a movement of women uh, that are making a difference, standing together with other women. And to find out more about that challenge, all you have to do is go to give10tell10.com. All right, now let's go ahead and jump into today's podcast. Today, I'm starting off uh, our Christmas series as we prepare uh, for Christmas Day um, with a series that I'm calling Waiting for wonderful. Waiting for wonderful, and I wanted to do this season, this uh, this podcast series, uh, really because it's exactly where God has me right now: is learning to wait on Him to love me. That. I've been so programmed in my life to fend for myself and to feed for myself that oftentimes I'm so focused on that that I'm not seeing God's provision right before me. And, you know, the way that the enemy works inside of our life is he will take a hunger in our life, whether it's Loneliness, whether it's physical hunger, whether it's financial hunger, um, maybe it is that there's a relational uh, hunger inside of your life somewhere. But he'll he'll take that, and um and he will will hijack hunger, and he'll tell you things like God is holding out on you. He'll tell you things like you need to jump up and get this done yourself and and rely on yourself, right? And then he will also offer you a counterfeit solution. And the counterfeit solution uh, that the enemy provides is never God's way. And it's never good. And his counterfeit solution um, always forfeits our freedom by creating that unhealthy uh, dependency. And furthermore, Um, You know, the world also plays into all those areas in our life where we are are lacking something um, with all the pictures that are plastered out on social media that tells us all the time over and over again that we are not enough, that we don't have enough, and that God isn't enough, right? Right. And so, we look on our social media um, and uh, or, or take marketing messages that we hear off of TV. And the marketing companies, let me tell you, they care nothing for your well-being. Nothing. And what they want you to do is to buy. They want you to, to buy from them. And so, the message that they are going to give you is to play on your emotions to tell you that unless you don't have this this or that that right that you you are not enough but the truth about it is is that god loves you and i with fierce devotion he loves us with fierce devotion and he is just dying to show off for us and care for us and provide for us in ways the world can't provide. It goes beyond what we think we need into an eternal priceless realm with things that can't be bought at the store, right? And, and all those other things to really satisfy that soul cry within. You see the that what satan offers to feed our loneliness to it's and it's and it's always instant gratification right but what he offers it forfeits our freedom but when god provides for us its provision without that addiction and it can get tricky Um, I think especially if you struggle with codependency as I have, it can get tricky because as a codependent, um, I'll just tell you, you know, from my own life that I set out ready to build the picture of security that I lacked in my life, right? And so, I was just Headstrong, I was going to be the best mother. I was going to be the perfect this. I was going to be the perfect that. And I set out doing all these good works. And the problem with that is that I was building based off of my efforts, my striving. And then one day, everything came to a crash, and I realized that I was on sinking sand. Okay, but here's the good news about the crash. The crash points out what is counterfeit. The crash points out where it is that we're seeking to build upon, and it points us to Christ because when you lose everything, that's when you find that God is everything and sometimes what can happen in our life is that God allows a season or a time of, of hunger. Now, I just gave this, um, this uh, uh, wrote this Bible study called Godfidence. Um, it's a Treasure Tribe Bible study. If you're interested in checking it out, you can go to treasuretribe.com and sign up. But um, I loved writing that study. And I learned so much from it, but this was the, the le- big lesson, I think, my big take home from that whole time was that, you know, after they were delivered from Pharaoh, there was dependency that had to be built. And so God didn't take them directly to the promised land. He took them in a roundabout way inside of the wilderness. Why? Because Pharaoh was not the only person that was getting in the way of them worshiping God. You know what else does that? Our self reliance, our belief that we are out here on the own, that we have to fend for ourselves. And one of the ways that we see that inside of our life is when we are trying to gain and get, and it could be good things but you get it in our timing and in our way. And one of the ways that we do this that I think can create a lot of shame and is often highlighted in the holiday season is that picture of having that perfect family, right? I mean, holidays tend to highlight in our life what we don't have. And inside of the holiday season, you know, there's lots of pictures and Hallmark movies and so forth and so on about perfect families and all those sorts of things. And it's sort of like, you know, when you wear white jeans in the summer. Well, when you wear white jeans in the summer, all the little, you know, uh, dirt shows up. Like as you, you know, you, you go to sit in your car and you got, I don't know, just something in your car that you brush up against. I mean, it shows up quickly. Now, when you're wearing blue jeans, you're not going to see that as quickly, but you wear it with white jeans. Well, in the holiday season, all those pictures of perfection are paraded before us or within our families. And, and let me tell you that we all have fractured families. I hope that's not a news flash anybody out there. Everybody's family is imperfect, right? But the holidays tend to point out to us what is not good, what is not right. And what we need to remember, the first thing that we need to remember is that we are living in a broken world. And that means that there's going to be broken circumstances and broken broken people. And so inside of this time, inside of the holidays where, you know, we don't have this picture of a perfect family. And if we are using that picture as a measurement for Christian success, you're going to be filled with shame. One of the ways that shame is caused in our life is through the measuring sticks um, that that we can use. And one of those measuring sticks um, that women tend to use... Are you know to have the perfect family, and so then when you don't have that, it can cause shame in your life, and you know what else it can cause? It can cause you to want to force other people to get with the program, right? To get in line with the picture um, uh, that that you have in mind. But what if, what if God has something? more wonderful for you? What if those fractures in your family are not because you're a failure, but because God has something different for you? And sometimes I think that we're so focused on what we think we need, or how God should be providing, or what my life should look like. And here's the here's the tricky part. They're all good pictures. I mean, you could be listening and saying, Eileen, like, what is wrong with, I? you know, I didn't want my husband to have the affair. I didn't want this to happen inside of my child's life. And there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is, is that when we start elevating that picture above God, the enemy can use that to say, God didn't come through for you, you're a failure, God is holding out on you. And when that happens, the result of that is that you can miss out on the provision that God is providing for you that is right before you. You know, inside of uh, the Christmas story, um, one of the things that I just revisit every year when when I read um, in the Gospel of of Luke and Matthew um, is that there were God's people that read the prophecy, knew the prophecy— and they completely missed the Messiah. They missed him. And they missed the Messiah because they were, there are lots of reasons, but one of the reasons are is that they were focused on the picture of who they thought their Messiah should be. They were looking for the Messiah to come and do business with the Roman government because the Roman government was was oppressing them. And the truth of the matter is, is that in prophecy, it talks about God coming to, 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 to rule and to reign, right? And so, they weren't wrong, but they weren't trusting God's timing. They weren't trusting his provision. Because the truth about it is, is that God was actually bringing to them a deliverance and a kingdom and a rulership far greater than anything in this world. He was bringing the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. But because they were so focused on their picture. And what they wanted, they said, you know what, this is just a carpenter, this can't be, Uh, so forth and so on. And so they missed Jesus. They missed the provision right before them. And I wonder how many times I have done the same thing I've been inside of a situation that wasn't fair, and I've asked God to get me out of it, or I've, I've been in a situation where, you know, um, uh, my circumstances were less than ideal. You know, I mean, here were God's chosen people, and they were under Roman oppression, right? Don't you think that the enemy was having a heyday? Like, where is your God? If God where is God, right? All this is going on, but yet he was right there. He was Emmanuel, God with us. And we can do the same thing inside of our life. We can take the Norman Rockwell pictures, or we can be looking through social media, which people just post on social media parts that they want you to see anyway. Um, it's all filtered. But we we, you know, maybe it was on Thanksgiving, you looked at social media and you thought, I'm, you know, I don't measure up. I don't I don't have a million people at my table or, or whatever it may be. Um or what about our childhood dreams that are good dreams, right? Like you were always going to have this storybook wedding, and marriage. And you know what else? You, you did the thing. You read all the marriage books. You followed God. You prayed for your husband. You did all that, and it just hasn't come true. And the enemy can come in, and he can take that area um, that doesn't seem right, that area of, we're just going to call it a hunger, uh, a lack. Um, he'll, he'll take that area in your life and then he'll present these other images, right? And he'll he'll shame you and he'll hiss these lies. You are not enough. You should have done more. And what you have is not enough. See, holidays tend to highlight for us what we don't have. And the enemy absolutely loves it. And I'm a firm believer that this is where the holiday blues set in. They set in because we hold ourselves up um, with these pictures, these measurement sticks. And when we don't measure, when we don't reach those measurement sticks, we say to ourselves, Well, I must not measure up. And then shame enters into the picture. And if it really bothers us, then we'll start like doing other things, like judging other people. We'll start trying to control other people to get them to fit in with our picture, right? And the enemy all the time, he is what he wants you to do is to focus on what you don't have. And just imagine being in um, uh, Jesus's ministry, not just when he was born, but, you know, all throughout his ministry and how the enemy uh, was, was using, right, um, the pictures to say, wait a minute, this isn't the Messiah. This can't be God's provision for you. What happened? And the truth about it is, is that, um, you know, Jesus broke the silent. God had been silent for about 400 years. And so God's people were hungry, and they were oppressed by the Roman government. And God gave them a baby in a manger. And I want to ask you a question. Where are you in need And what doesn't feel right? And has the enemy hissed at you, you are not enough, you should have done more, what you have is not enough, or most seriously, God is not enough. Well, you know what? What we focus on will grow. And let me tell you something, the enemy wants to steal your joy. In fact, the enemy's goal is to steal every he wants to steal every gift that God wants to give you. God's gifts are good and perfect. But if we are not, if we're focused more on what we don't have than what we do have, the enemy will succeed in stealing your joy. And you know what? I say for you and I this Christmas, we are not going to let him. We are not going to let him, you know, get us to miss out on the blessings before us by getting us to focus on what we don't have. And a big key with that is understanding that with God, many times there will be waiting seasons and God's provision is always the best provision because the truth is is that God wanted to give the people he was bringing a kingdom far greater than any earthly kingdom number 1 and number 2 there is going to be a day it's not going to be now it in the second coming you know the bible tells us every knee will bow every tongue will confess so that will happen but right now you and I are waiting. You and I are in that waiting season. And you know what? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter who's in power. It doesn't matter what's going on in the government because you know what? God's kingdom is set up and he is ruling and reigning and we can serve him no matter what. And when you and I shift our focus, when we shift our focus off of what we don't have, onto what we do have, we can enjoy the provision right in front of us. And so today, what I want to encourage you to do um, with waiting for wonderful, and um, you know, this was something that um, really God used to be a big take-home point for me out of my whole god study was how. You know, God loves me with a fierce devotion. And I think I'm in the season of learning how to let God love me. And part of that is waiting for Him to feed me, waiting for Him to provide for me. And a part of that is me saying, what I have is enough what I have before me is enough. Let me tell you something. If you have prayed for something and you don't have it and God doesn't give it to you, let me tell you, you don't want it. God is a fierce provider and he is fiercely devoted to his children. And sometimes you and I can get so hung up on the picture that is not coming into place that we are missing That provision before us. And when you have worked so hard in your life for that picture, the picture of a perfect family, the picture of whatever, and it doesn't come, you know, it makes us weary and worn out. But Jesus says in Matthew 11, 28, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God's provision doesn't make you weary. You're not tied um, to a counterfeit solution. You have rest and you have peace. And that's freedom. And that is the provision that God wants to give you. And so inside of our podcast series for December, I'm going to be talking more about you know how to wait on God and what we do in the waiting, and and really, um, I hope that you'll take this journey with me because I am on this journey of just really, like, you know, being sensitive to the fact when I'm jumping ahead of God and trying to grab what I need instead of letting God take care of me. You know, um, there is no care like God care and God loves you with fierce devotion. And the key point that I want you to take home today is this, what you focus on grows. And one of the ways this, um, Christmas season that I want you to shift your perspective, and I'm going to be doing it too. So we're going to be doing it together is I want you every morning to begin to pray, Lord, um, Love on me today. Show me footprints of your perfect love. And then I want you to, every day, write down three things that you're thankful for. Now, if you're inside the Treasure Tribe, you've got a nourish notebook, and you know that um, this little gratitude exercise for me, just writing down three things that I was thankful for every day, was a game-changer And it was a game changer because I began to see, focus on what, you know, God's blessing, God's blessings in my life, despite chaos that was going on, I could still see the footprints of his perfect love. And that's what I want to challenge you with is to ask him to show you his perfect love and then to, um, focus on it, acknowledge it, honor it by writing down three days, everything that you're thankful for. And if you're in the treasure tribe, you know that you're doing this already using your nourish notebook. Um, and it was so powerful for me, so powerful, um, that, you know, I incorporated it into that daily rhythm that we use, uh, inside of the treasure tribe to study God's word. Um, you know, Um, One of the wonders of being in a waiting season is learning to be loved by God. And waiting for God to provide is worth it. It is so worth it. You know, God's provision, it is provision without addiction, and it is perfect provision. And it is all the time a greater, you know, aspect than that we, we ever could have imagined. And I want you to consider whatever the picture is that you're holding on to so hard. I want you to consider letting it go, surrendering it, and remembering that there could be a provision before you that you're missing out on because you're holding out for this picture in your head that you think like if i just get this person's approval right or if i just do this if this just happens then it's all going to be okay right like if if the roman government were just overthrown all those things are external emmanuel god with us the provision right before you. And that wraps up our first podcast in our Christmas series. I want to remind you again if you have enjoyed the Live Treasure podcast, won't you participate in our Give 10 Tell 10 challenge? It's easy to do. Just go to www.give10tell10.com. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.